Hello, this is David Phillips, and uh, this is the Word and Story podcast for October 28th, 2012. Hope you're doing well. Uh, today, uh, we're going to look at the lectionary gospel text from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. And so I want to read that text, and then we'll talk about it a little bit today in the context of the people um, in the story. So let's do that. So, uh, and, and I read from the New Living Translation. Um, so the gospel writer says this. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David! Have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, I want to take a look at um, the... uh, the characters in the story, and then I want to look at the context, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about that for a minute. For a minute, so so there are three people in the story, and or three groups of people in the story, and one group that's notice, noticeably absent. The first group in the story that we notice is a crowd, and they were following Jesus. the The text says that. They were, um, that Jesus had reached Jericho and Jesus and his disciples left town. And as they left town, um, from Mark 11, it looks, uh, it, it, they're going toward, um, Jerusalem. As they left town, the, the crowd followed him. And so they, when they came upon this man, this man heard who Jesus was. Heard Jesus was coming nearby, and he started screaming. So the crowd tried to quieten him down. And rem- know from the from a couple of weeks ago that that uh, the disciples tried to quieten down children. Now the crowd's trying to quieten down one man. But when Jesus finally caught wind of the man trying to to get his attention the, the the crowd changed their tune it's it's your lucky day they said to him so come on get up go to him and and so in in one sense um they were messengers so they probably the the loudness of them trying to keep him quiet got Jesus's attention and then he they became many 
some of those people within the, the crowd became the very same people who told the man what to do. They became messengers. Now, in some ways, they were antagonistic toward this man. They, uh, they were almost passive-aggressive. Almost, well, not almost. They were, um, they were condescending on one level and then passive-aggressive, cheerful on another. But what they, what they really were, uh, and we'll talk about that in the, in the context in a few minutes, is they were, they were selfish. They really weren't concerned about this man at all. In fact, they were, they were basically saying, don't bother him. Don't bother Jesus. Don't bother us. Don't make us stop on this road to Jerusalem. We gotta, we're following him. I mean, we're, we're the crowd following him. Don't, don't bother us. So they really weren't concerned about their man. Their, their concern only became apparent or only became effective, if you can call it concern, after Jesus stopped and asked people to bring the man over. They decided to stop because Jesus did. They weren't really interested in serving the man. They were interested in following Jesus. They, they weren't interested in putting into practice. They were interested in following. Now, another character in this story is the blind man. His name is the son of uh, Timaeus or Bar Timaeus in Aramaic. He was blind. He was a beggar. He'd been sitting by the road. And just by observation, it really does appear that he appear that he knew of, of who Jesus was. He knew of his story. He knew of his, his history. He knew of the healings that um, Jesus had brought about. He knew of the acts of Jesus. And so he cried out. He had a need and he cried out. And he was not going to waste this opportunity. Jesus had come by close enough that he knew Jesus was coming by, and he was not going to waste this opportunity. He was going to um, get Jesus' attention one way or the other. And even though the, the, the crowd screamed, quiet down, quiet down, quiet down, the man would not be deterred. He was going to get that attention one way or another. He was persistent. And what's fascinating to me is that when Jesus called him over and when Jesus uh, asked him the question, he didn't respond. He didn't respond with like a beggar. He responded as someone with a need. He said, I want to see. 
he was extremely clear in his message. He had a need, and he spoke directly to that need. He was prepared when the question was answered, when that pre- the question was asked, and he spoke to that. He wasn't worried about anything else. He had a need, and he wanted to see. And when Jesus asked him the question, he was ready. This took, I mean, obviously he was blind. He knew it. He, he knew that it affected him on an, on an everyday level. And he didn't have to do a lot of self-awareness, self-assessment to know what he needed if the question was ever given to him, ask of him. He knew that. But many of us in that situation, we, we might speak of other things. I need... Jesus came to us one day and said, What do you want? What would you ask him for? Think about that. If Jesus came to you and said, what do you want? What would you ask him for? What is your deepest need? What is your deepest desire? I mean, we all have things we want. Money. Stuff, peace, world peace. But if Jesus approached you today, if God came to you and said, what do you want me to do for you? What would you answer? This man knew exactly what he wanted, exactly what he needed. And he went straight to it. He didn't mess around. He knew Jesus was a healer, and he heard Jesus was coming by. He was not going to be deterred. He was not going to wait around. He was not going to be passive. He had a need, and he was going to meet the one who he believed could meet it and pose that need directly. Now, Jesus is in this passage, obviously. And so let's kind of look at at Jesus here. So Jesus set off um, from uh, Jericho to Jerusalem, and there's a crowd following him. And so Jesus is walking, and the man cries out, and somehow Jesus gets wind of it. We don't really know how, Um, I can only imagine that he heard the man, number one, and the buzz from the crowd probably drew Jesus' attention to that even more. And so he stopped. He was present, he was in the moment, and he stopped. And he, he responded to what the man was requesting. Jesus, son of Nazareth, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now that term was a messianic term. This was not a, this was not a statement of 
it's not a frivolous statement. The man was using a, a strongly messianic term here. Somewhat aware of maybe the fullness of who Jesus was. And so he stopped, Jesus stopped and responded to the need. He said, bring the man here. And when the man came, he asked him a question. What do you want me to do for you? That's a great question. It's a question that Jesus asks us probably more than we hear. What do you want me to do for you? And in doing that, he really tested the man. He, he, he probed his heart. He probed his need. He tested his desire. He tested uh, the man uh, in, with, with what he really needed or, or uh, really wanted. He tested the faith of the man. And when the man told him, I want to see, he just did it. No flash, no lightning, no mud on the eyes. He just said, your, your faith has healed you. Simple words. And when he did that, we'll go back to the man for the moment. When he did that, the blind man, the man, when he was healed, he picked up and he he followed Jesus. I think he had to follow Jesus in a much different way than this crowd, however, because his life had just been transformed. And through his words, it's almost as if he knew the, the more fully who Jesus was. And he followed him. He walked with him and transformed people follow Jesus. Now, there is a group of people, and I and I said they really weren't mentioned, and and but they are, and and that's the disciples. It it's interesting that it says the disciples were with Jesus, but that's, that's the end of their interaction that there is the end of their mention in this story. And in, and in reality, they're, they're absent. They're silent. They're invisible. Jesus had just had a conversation with the group, James and John, the sons of Zebedee specifically. And, and it was about serving others. That if, you're, if you want to be a leader, you've got to be humble. If you want to be a leader, you have to serve others. It, leadership comes through the service of others. Because these guys, James and John, they wanted, they asked of Jesus to be at the right and left hand of Jesus when Jesus came into their, his glory, which was a bold a bold request. But Jesus' message about servanthood and about leadership and about what really, what really it takes to be a follower of Jesus and to be a, 
a leader of people, which was serving others, didn't seem to stick because they didn't notice the man. The disciples didn't go, didn't hear the man. They didn't bring the man to him as best we can tell. They didn't see him. They didn't hear him. They didn't serve him. It seems maybe they were too busy following Jesus, just like the crowd. Now, let's look at the context of this story and where it fits in the Gospel of Mark. This text comes just after the text where Jesus asked Thomas and John what they wanted. Uh, not Thomas and John, James and John, excuse me, what they wanted. They wanted positions of power. The blind man wanted to see. They felt they were equipped and able, but the blind man knew of his need. They almost started a small fight because when the other disciples heard about their request, they were not very happy. And so just before this story is this, this, this story about being um, a servant, a story about um, um, doing all of this, uh, be, not being a leader, but, but wanting to sit in positions of glory. And uh, the disciples, it didn't stick. And it's... Right after this story is Jesus marching triumphantly into Jerusalem. But in the book of Mark, uh, specifically, this section ends another section that begins with a blind man. And so the, this idea of blindness frames this whole section of, um, of Mark. And so you, you have this opening, uh, Jesus healing a blind man, you have this ending section where Jesus heals a blind man and the question that that Mark may be posing us, us to consider is what do we see? Are we blind to the story of Jesus? Are we blind to the work of Christ? Can we see what Christ is trying to do? Are we so busy gazing at Jesus that we miss the real aspect of what he wanted us to see, which was a broken world in need of love, compassion, hope, and service. We need to hear, we need to see, and we need to do. It takes a lot, lot to execute. We've got to observe we have to be in the moment. We have to be present. We have to be listening. We have to ask and we have to share. We have to have compassion. The disciples seem to have missed it. The crowd seemed to have missed it. But Jesus didn't. Jesus did it. He demonstrated it. He demonstrated what he wants us to live. 
And that's not to, to see Jesus, to hear Jesus, to follow Jesus, but to serve others out of all of that. Not just to follow behind him, but to do what he does. And it seems the crowd was only interested in doing, in following, not doing. So, when you consider this story, consider the execution that Jesus did and ask yourself, am I just walking with him and looking at him? Which is a glorious thing. But the ethic, the doing, the living out of the life of Jesus, the living out of what you hear him say and what you see him do, that's the most important. And consider that as you consider the word in the story. (laughs) 